The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. 2017 is going to be a volatile economic year. We may see politicians throughout the world attempting to control central bank policies. Several renowned financial analysts have warned that political interference in central bank policies may mean our economic misses of inflation and growth targets. Gold is an international currency that can't be issued or controlled by governments. If you don't have the only hard currency that has outlasted every politician and every failed idea of governments for centuries, you need to speak to Goldline right now and learn how easy it is to add gold to your portfolio or IRA. Now is the time to diversify your financial portfolio by adding gold. Call 1-800-913-GOLD. Buying real gold is easy and fast at Goldline. And you're going to be happy that you finally made the call. 1-800-913-4653. Goldline also offers price protection against short-term market fluctuations on qualifying purchases. So buy with confidence. Read Goldline's important risk information and find out if buying gold is right for you. Call Goldline. 1-800-913-4653. You're listening to Pure Opelka. This is Pure Opelka. With Mike Opelka. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Oh, this old game. Yeah, we're back. Hey, it's uh, East Coast time in your life. It's noon. Thanks for spending noon with me. If you're a West Coaster, I hope you're having a cup of coffee or tea or whatever. But this is Pure Opelka, the early edition on the Blaze Radio Network. So many of you, so many of you reached out over the weekend, and I appreciate it. I think I heard from more of you late Saturday and Sunday than I have heard from in quite a while. And you know what's kind of cool is this audience is engaged. This audience is connected. And a bunch of you hear the the show live, if you're listening today, and, and reach out via Twitter, and I appreciate it. Then a bunch of you pick it up on the SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, Google, Play Music, whatever, and you react afterwards. And I appreciate that too. But so many of you reached out this weekend. I'm actually a little slow. So here's a blanket. Thank you for listening. But for those of you who watched the videotape that I posted Saturday after the Preakness, a race which we will not talk about because virtually every horse I bet on lost uh, badly. But um, after the Preakness, I posted a story on theblaze.com about the Times Square car crash and the guy, the jack wagon, who drove his car up on the sidewalk and mowed down dozens of people, killing at least one. Another girl uh, in in critical condition. One of the other victims had basically a reconstruction on the lower half of her body. He broke her leg or pelvis. Her spleen had to come out. It's just horrible. And the video's graphic. It it is um, stitched together video that comes from all the security cameras in the neighborhood. And it was sent to me by a really smart person who said, there's something else here. This isn't just um, a crazy guy on drugs. They're telling us it's not terrorism, but we, we should be a little smarter. And I'm not sure. I, I tend to believe this guy when, when you hear his story that he had smoked pot with PCP and then was 
freaking out. He he claims that he, he's an unemployed guy who was trying to get mental health help and also get a job. And he wants to have a normal life and wants to have a girlfriend. And if you want to get a job and you want to have a normal life and you want to have a girlfriend, you're doing it wrong driving a car up on the sidewalk and killing people after you smoke some pot with PCP in it. But the video, which, again, very graphic. If you watch it, be warned. It's it's awful. But it seemed to have struck a chord with people. And I thought about this um, late Saturday when I started getting all the reactions from you guys. And then again on Sunday. And through most of Sunday when the, when the uh, connections were coming in, whether they were email connections or... Twitter connections, or in some cases, Facebook connections. I was trying to figure out why, why, when we have this, this crash, which I believe, I really believe this, this wasn't terrorism, and it's one guy, and I don't think he was radicalized. I think he was a, a depressed guy on drugs. But why do we keep this alive? Why do we keep the possibility of this so active and it only comes down for me to trust in the media and ultimately trust in the government and those both of those institutions have a trust deficit right now both of those institutions which as a child when i was growing up we relied on the media and we relied on the government for truth but right now, I, I don't know how much of, a, of anything I get from either that I actually trust implicitly. Case in point, obviously, uh, some of the things we played over the weekend, Saturday morning, we played something from both CNN and, and MSNBC, both of which were fake news stories. And so it becomes impossible virtually impossible to trust what what had been the the standard bears in terms of information you know we have we have MSNBC and CNN two of the most allegedly respected highly professional news outlets in the country and yet they can't seem to get out of the way when it when it comes to telling the truth about the president, or just about anything. Even Anderson Cooper this weekend, even Anderson Cooper fell off what I thought was a pretty rock-solid platform of trust, a platform of believability. Anderson Cooper, in a discussion with a panel, lost everything in terms of the trust with me when he had this exchange with Jeffrey Lord. Jeffrey Lord is a Trump supporter. And Mr. Lord is an unabashed Trump supporter. He was there during the entire campaign, and now they've kept him on. I'm sure he's getting paid. But he's a guy who I don't think I've ever heard Jeffrey Lord go against Donald Trump. And apparently Anderson Cooper hasn't either. But what what propelled Anderson Cooper into a place where the Drudge Report had to call him Anderson Pooper. Yeah, that headline was on the Drudge Report this weekend. Anderson Pooper. It, it forced Cooper to not only 
rethink what he said, but he had to apologize. Here's the, the back and forth, and it's a discussion of Donald Trump and what he has said and what he has done. And so I know, I mean, I know you got to bring up Obama every time or, you, you know, you got to bring up somebody else I gotta, I gotta because you can't really defend it in all fairness. fairness. You can't defend what the president of the United States just said. I don't care. I mean, I don't I don't care what he says to the Russian prime to the, the Russians. I, I mean, okay. he's the president of the United States. If right. he wants to say that, Barack Obama wants to say whatever. Right. If George Bush says I looked in his if eyes, he took and a dump on his desk. You would defend it. Say it. <laughs> Did you catch it? This is all about the nut job comment that. First of all, there's no proof it was said. There's just an allegation, again, from a leak, from whatever. And going back and forth, and Cooper apparently had critical mass on this. Russian prime to the, the Russians. I, I mean, okay. he's the president of the United States. If right. he wants to say that, Barack Obama wants to say whatever. Right. If George Bush says, I looked in his if eyes. If he took and a dump on his desk, you would defend it. Say it. What? <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what he would do that you would not defend. Anderson, I mean, I, you're, you're a loyal guy. I, I, I think that's a speaks well of you. But I Anderson, this this is offending Eastern media elite sensibilities right here in America. They'll think, yeah, the FBI okay. director wasn't nut job. So Jeffrey Lord apparently didn't hear it. But the other people because he was on remote and using a Skype connection or something. Uh, but the other people in the studio heard it, and their response was to laugh. For probably CNN's most trusted or second most trusted anchor to make that statement, and then you wonder why people don't trust the media or the government. You wonder why people don't trust the media. It's not just fake news. It's it's news that is is a joke. It's a news with an unmasked agenda. And so when we have a story like the one that is ongoing in New York City, the story, the horrible story of the guy that mowed down all those people, killing at least one, he's charged with murder. I don't think it was terrorism, yet there are a bunch of people who think there is something else out there to this story. And there are people that I never look at and say, wow, got any good conspiracies lately? These are people I think are smart people. But it's because of things like Christian Amanpour, who can't give the president credit for something. Today, just a couple hours ago, President Trump did something no other sitting president has done. No other sitting president in our history visited the Western Wall and he, he placed a prayer in the wall. No other president in office has done that. And CNN, it would kill Christian Amanpour to give President Trump any credit. It would absolutely, she would probably dissolve. Here, this is, this is the, uh, the moment, uh, literally an hour ago or less than, on CNN, when they were discussing what the president had done. And Amanpour can't give him credit for doing something no other president has ever done. Well, on the progress or on the history-making front, um, Christian, I mean, we now see that the president, that those images that I hope we can show our viewers once again of him going to the Western Wall, which you believe is the first sitting U.S. president to visit the Western Wall. Um, 
Why do you think he was the first? I, I saw this moment and it made me wonder, why didn't Obama do it? Why did First of all, do you notice the built-in bias already? Why didn't Obama do it? Why didn't Obama do this? He was our, he was our governmental god. Why didn't he do it? And Amanpour can't let Trump have it. And she also can't give him any credit in advance if a deal is made between the, the Israelis and the Palestinians. Bush do it. Well, certainly Obama did it before he was President Obama. As he Senator, did it as but a you candidate. Know, it makes, it makes, yeah, but it makes you know more what? of a statement, you know? It sure it does, and the president has made a statement. But to be honest with you, these are very important uh, pictures, if you like, and Aaron will know this much better than myself, very important symbolism. It's important what the president did today at the Western Wall. But the real issue is not that. The so it's important that he did it. And by the way, Obama did it before, but he wasn't a president, but he did it before. But that's not really important. The real important issue is now can he get a deal done? Something no other president has been able to do. But if he does get a deal done, do you think they're going to give him credit? Pay attention. The real issue is can he deliver what he has said in public to make the ultimate deal? He has gone to the Middle East raising massive hopes that he will bring peace because he's the deal maker that no other president could do actually you know, the actual parameters were laid down when Aaron was there uh, helping President Clinton, and those are the parameters that still exist. And, in fact, a previous Israeli prime minister, Ehud Barak, laid down his parameters and said that he would be willing to, you know, even share Jerusalem. There, all the work has been done towards a peace process. So if Donald Trump does get anything done, and that's really the metric which we will use to measure this if donald trump does get anything done of course we can't really credit him because all of the heavy lifting had been done already by the other the other god of the democratic party william jefferson clinton william jefferson clinton and barack obama the two guys who will get all the credit because, frankly, Obama went to the Western Wall. He, he didn't even have to wait till he was president. He did it as a candidate. And if Trump gets anything done, it's only because Bill Clinton and Ehud, Ehud Barak set it all up ahead of, ahead of him getting there years ago. Well, if it was that good, if Bill Clinton was that, that amazing in the work he set up, and if Barack Obama, Nobel Peace Prize winner, couldn't get it done. What makes you, it just makes me, I know I'm going to start spinning out. It's early. It's Monday. <laughs> we haven't even gotten through the first half hour of the show. This is why we don't trust media. This is why when media tells us something, we get doubtful. We get skeptical. Because they're just lying to us all the time. It truly is fake news. I understand what the president meant. And there's, I have more proof of this, but I have to step away for a quick break. MSNBC also taking apart the president. Uh, we'll, we'll get into the president's speech. Dr. Wendy's going to be here today. Instead of uh, t starting off the third hour of the show, she's going to be joining us at the bottom of the second hour. I also would like to talk to 
a Muslim American about the speech the president gave. We have to figure out if it if it hit any good notes with American Muslims. And we just happen to have one in-house. How about that? If you want to join the conversation, 888-900-3393-888-900-3393. On the Twitter, we already have a vital question, which we will discuss just around the corner. This is Pure Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. You're listening to Pure Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-803-6951. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to Pure Opelka. Yeah, we're going to get to the president's speech this week, and we're going to get to, well, we're going to get to everything. There's new Maxine Waters madness. There's uh, news from uh, General Flynn, Michael Flynn. Oh, boy, I have have some more... (laughs) Some more fake news to share with you, too. But, yeah, and and I would like to talk about the the president's speech and how it was viewed or is viewed by Muslims here in America. And we'll get to that. We were talking briefly about the Billy Bush story, and I, I read the entire interview. And if you haven't read it, you should. If you hadn't read the Billy Bush story, the interview, his take on what happened when the Trump Access Hollywood tape was released. Before you decide anything, you should you should hear his thoughts. Because I think we owe that to him. I think we owe it to people when when they're being accused of stuff. And let's face it, the joke and many, many people have said, yeah, that's the joke that the guy who said the horrible thing he's in the white house and billy bush has been pushed out of show business out of a job he loved and he honestly talks about how much he loved it so i'm wondering where we stand on this where do you stand on billy bush he should get a second chance or b he deserved to be fired and blown out of show business or c you can't decide because currently 73 percent of you believe he should get a second chance And as an ordained minister in the Universal Life Church, yes, it's one of those internet ministries, and a doctor of divinity in the Universal Life Church, and the proprietor of the First Church of the Second Chance, I believe everyone deserves, say it with me, a second chance. Can I get an amen? Yes, thank you for shouting amen in your car or in your office or wherever you are. Everybody deserves a second chance. 
Billy Bush's story is very, very enlightening. And you also feel his pain when he talks about sitting on a plane, getting ready to take off from Los Angeles, from uh, New York to Los Angeles. He's about ready to go home. He's just about to get home or at least get in the air. And he gets a message on his phone. Gee, the Access Hollywood tape is hitting everywhere. What can you tell us? What does this mean? And I'm sure he had a bazillion messages. And he couldn't pick up the phone and talk to anybody for six hours because the plane was in the air and all he had was airplane Wi-Fi. As a matter of fact, between the time the plane was on the tarmac and rolling down towards takeoff, and you know you have to get up past 10,000 feet before you get access to the Wi-Fi, he was in a, a dead zone, a blackout zone. And from that time to the time they got the Wi-Fi fired up, you know, it probably was from zero to 1,000 miles an hour in scandal speed. And then he couldn't do anything until they landed in Los Angeles. And in Los Angeles, when he gets off the plane and starts walking towards the luggage area, there is a crush of press. Think of TMZ on steroids waiting for him. Something he'd never experienced. In the article, he says he's never had a press agent. And now he had to have lawyers and press agents and all this stuff. Through it all, Billy Bush accepts what happened, blames himself. He wonders why it was leaked, the tape was leaked, when it was. He wonders, you know, because so many people knew about it. Why did it sit until that time? Obviously, political motivation was there. And how he ended up being the ultimate victim of this uh, tape. But he's trying to come back now. And interestingly enough, when asked, would you like to interview President Trump? Billy Bush responds with, I think, a pretty thoughtful response saying, no, I wouldn't. That would be a spectacle. And that's not what he's trying to do. He's not trying to do a spectacle. And of course, it would be gigantic. Can you imagine the ratings? Billy Bush and Donald Trump sit down for the first interview after da da da. It would be massive. He talked about taking a retreat, a very private retreat that is meant to sort of clear you out and get to the bottom of all that you've experienced. And it's a place where you go in California and you pay $5,000 to spend a week anonymously, pretty much. He said you go by, you go by your, your childhood nickname. Nobody uses their names, just their childhood nickname. No cell phones, none of that, no TV. And then he talked about going to an, a Tony Robbins seminar where 9,000 people were gathered in a stadium. 9,000 people as Tony Robbins was helping them all. And he said Tony Robbins spotted him and pointed to him and the light focused on him. And he said, one mistake does not define you. And that struck a note. So personally, do I believe Billy Bush deserves a second chance? Yeah. I think he got the, the worst end of the deal anyway. Yes, he got a $10 million payout. 
but he also had to rebuild his family as his three daughters. As, as would happen in a case like this, where a, a phrase and a description that we heard from the president came about, and Billy Bush is a, a married guy at the time, uh, 44 years old, married, had a 17-year-old, a 14-year-old, and an 11-year-old daughter. Now they're 18, 15, and 12. And you know that those kids heard everything about that tape at school. And he talks about the tears in his daughter's voice when she calls him up to ask him about it. I think Billy Bush has suffered enough. I think Billy Bush deserves a second chance. I certainly think his lesson will carry forward to many other people. And so the vital question is up uh, till the end of this hour. Then we're going to bring in another question because there is another question out there. So if you want to answer it, it's on Twitter at StuntBrain as we speak. The Billy Bush story. How do you feel about it? You have to weigh in. The other big story of the day that I just want to scream about for a while, and I really do want to scream about it, but I'm not going to scream about it. It's about the sea lion and the little girl. By now you've seen it. It it was online for less than 24 hours, and it had 7 million views. 7 million views. Family out at Richmond's Stevenson Wharf in uh, Richmond, British Columbia. You know, it's a regular wharf. There are fishing vessels and pleasure vessels, and they're docked there, and they're going in and out. And because of a wharf has people throwing food off off of boats, and I'm sure there were some fish that were thrown off those boats, there are sea creatures that frequent the area. And this sea lion was there, and people were throwing food to the sea lion. And if you've, you've seen the video, you see the little girl could sit down on the edge of the, of the dock, and the sea lion grabs her. She's facing the other direction, grabs her and pulls her in the water in a second. And thank God that man jumped in. We still don't know if he was a dad, an uncle, or whatever. I think it was like an uncle or something. He jumped in and got her out of that water in a, in a heartbeat. Thank God. It, it reminded me of the story out of Disney where the child was grabbed by the gator and dad couldn't do anything. In this case, the child was saved. But in the 40-second or 20-second commercial you're seeing on TV, what you're not seeing... What you're not seeing is ignorant behavior beforehand. Because here's this sea creature, this monster that lives in the deep, that's as big as this child, probably three or four feet in length and all muscle because it swims. And at one point, the creature actually comes up almost completely out of the water and sizes up this kid. And everybody's laughing like, oh, isn't this cute? Let's remind you, the name of this animal is a sea lion. It's a lion that swims. And if you listen closely, you'll hear the first time the creature comes out of the water and everybody thinks, oh, that's cute. (laughs) 
Here it comes. He's like, I'm bigger than you. And then the girl turns around. Yeah. Oh my God! Oh my God! And you see it in slow motion. It's terrifying. But then again, people, before this, the thing jumped out of the water practically, and you saw it was as big as the child. It's a sea. I blame Disney partially for all their dumb animated things. No, I'm kidding. But these, what are parents thinking? Really, what are you thinking? You're feeding wild animals. I know, I know, let it go. We've all seen it, but I just, I don't know if you had seen the earlier part where the creature actually came up and sized up the kid. And somebody goes, well, he's just about as big as you. Isn't that cute? Here, sit here so he can munch on you. Stepping away. When we get back, let's talk about the Fifth Amendment, shall we? Sure, why not? We'll deal with that next. I'm Pure Opelka. Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. This is Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back. Welcome back. I'm uh, holding off on my Fifth Amendment discussion because Mark in Maryland is joining us. Always a pleasure, Mark. Hope you had a great weekend. What's on your mind today, sir? I think Billy Bush should be given a second chance. Everybody yeah, I'm with in you. life. Everybody needs a second chance in life, uh, except for murderers and rapists. Well, yeah, that's that's true. You you don't get once you cross us. That's my red line too. I'm with you on that. So yeah, you're so you're giving Billy Bush a second chance. Before I dive into this um, this uh, Fifth Amendment thing, did you happen to catch the the statement from General Flynn that he is not going to testify? No, I haven't yet. Let me get on here and check it out. All right. Well, General, I'll, you, thank you. Thank you for uh, joining the conversation. I will explain because uh, we're going to get into this. We're also going to get into the president's speech. Mike Flynn, the uh, retired general who was national security advisor for Donald Trump and is the major focus of these investigations uh, into possible collusion between the Trump campaign and the Russians. Uh, General Flynn, subpoenaed by uh, the House and Senate, and has said uh, not only is he not going to provide the documents they want, but he's not going to not going to answer any of their questions. So uh, in my mind, I go back to Lois Lerner and the IRS scandal when she kept saying, I take the fifth, I take the fifth, I take the fifth. My mind instantly goes to guilty, guilty, guilty. And so when I have General Flynn telling the House and the Senate intelligence hearings that if you want to talk to me, uh, I'm, I'm not going to talk to you. You can ask all the questions you want. To me, that's, that's an admission of guilt. And I know that's wrong. I know that's incorrect to do. But it, it sure feels like it to me. 
Now, you can tell me that I'm wrong, but uh, it sure feels that way. So maybe I'm wrong, Mark. Maybe I'm not. Uh, we'll, we'll get into this later on in the show. I, I may make this the second vital question of the day. What I do have to do is, is get, uh, get prepared because just around the corner, we're going to talk to uh, our friend Cal, who if you watch the Morning Blaze, then you, you know who Cal is. Cal spoke at, uh, or if you listen to the Morning Blaze, thank you, Shamont. If you watch the Morning Blaze, you're sitting there staring at your smartphone, <laughs> envisioning what Doc Thompson looks like. If you listen to the Morning Blaze, you know who Cal is. Cal happens to be a Muslim American. Cal is a guy who has his family roots in Egypt, and he has opinions. And uh, I happen to think the world of Cal. So after I listened to the president's 30-minute speech in uh, Saudi Arabia on Saturday, on Sunday, uh, I thought, I got to talk to Cal. So I placed the call. After we get back, we will talk to Cal. And uh, we still have, don't forget, I have an update on uh, President George W. Bush. I have an update on Maxine Waters. And, uh, oh, gosh, Dr. Wendy is going to join us later, too. She's going to be a little early because she's something. When Dr. Wendy is at Graceland today, I have questions I need answered. So many questions. I would like to do the show from Graceland one day. Well, maybe we'll do it from Dallas in a couple of weeks. Uh, details coming up around the corner in the second hour of Pure Opelka. Come on back. Opelka. With Michael Pelka on the Blaze Radio Network.